That's right. I don't know what Peter and Paul and those guys did back in the day. They didn't have suits to wear. They didn't have buildings a lot of times. And didn't have no air conditioning. The seats wouldn't cushion. The good old days. You ever wonder why we always talk about the good old days, but everybody that talks about the good old days has got the new stuff? You ever thought about that? Yeah, we used to have to walk uphill both ways in four feet of snow and get our own wood in with a handsaw and a mule. Those was the good old days. Well, where's your mule at? Why are you using the tractor now? Get the mule, get the saw, and it'd still be good old days. That's right. But thank the Lord. I thank the Lord we got AC this morning. I thank the Lord it's working because it's getting warm. I ask y'all to please pray for Sweetie and Ryan and Megan. Megan is down at Grandma's. Uh, finished up an exam Friday, so she want to go see her grandma this weekend. Be back today sometime, so pray for her. She's on that road. And Sweetie and Ryan may make it back before we're done here. Poor fellow, they lost their game by one point in the last couple of seconds this morning. They had a tournament this weekend, national tournament in Greensboro, and so they stayed last night, so they're on their way home. I just pray they have a safe, safe ride here. Um, and there are others. Uh, Ken and Alicia's on the road. Uh, am I missing anybody that might be on the road that I know of? Your dad's on the road to his, his mom's. So a lot of prayers, a lot of prayers, and we're not going to do service tonight because... Go home and spend it with mom. And we're going to talk about moms. I'm usually not a calendar preacher, but I will be for Mother's Day. Brother Murphy, with Lord's willing, has been gracious enough to do Father's Day. Am I right on that? The 17th of June, you here? Say yes. <laughs> so I got, if you don't, I got to do some canceling or something. Well, if he ain't, somebody else will step up and do it, but we're going to pray he's able to do that one. I think I talked to you. If I didn't, we'll talk about it later. I've been working my calendar out, so. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a subtle hint, but we want to honor our moms today. There are some of us, we don't have mom anymore. She's not with us. I'm one of them. And as I'm getting older, I think back a lot about what my mom and how she carried herself. I'm going to talk about her a little bit after a while because I'm going to honor my mom today for a little bit. But there were a lot of other people that had things going on in my life and, had, and they sewed into it. My grandmothers, who were my parents' mothers. and That's what we do is we sew into one another. But we're going to use a word called honor today. It's a word that you don't see flying around in America much anymore. Respect and honor is something that just, I don't know. It's part of that world of uh, we're in our own world. It's my world, you're in it. And if you don't fit good in my world, you need to move out of my world. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I want to remind you that the, God, uh, the Bible tells us, God lets us know. To honor them. In Exodus 20 and 12. It says, Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. 
He didn't put apostrophe there and say if they do this or if they don't do that. He said to do it. Now you might say, well, that's in the Old Testament. That's the Old Covenant. Well, we got a New Covenant too. And if you go to Ephesians 6 and 1, we're going to hear it again. And so where there are two or three witnesses, particularly if you find it in Scripture, you better bank on it because there are no give on it. That's what God's telling us to do. And Ephesians 6 and 1 says, Children, Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. He's letting us know that what they said back on the mountain when the Ten Commandments came down, reiterating it again right after Jesus had done ascended into heaven and saying, Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Notice it says, In the Lord. You got to pay attention to that part because if mama and daddy's telling you to to go sleep around with your boyfriend and girlfriend or go rob banks or do whatever, that's not in the Lord. And therefore, you don't have to honor them on that. But he does tell us, for this is right, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And he goes on to tell us that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. I reckon, Brother Murphy, you've done some pretty good honor to your parents because you're still around. Lord's willing, you'll make it to the 17th of June. Carson, 92. Listen to him talk about his mom and dad. I tell you, you ought to just go over and help him garden a little bit one day and sit down under the oak tree with him and just listen. Just listen. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it was from the heart or not, you honored them. But God gave us that commandment, and he told us to honor our parents. Today, we're going to honor our moms. I want to urge you today, if your mama has already gone on, honor her today. You got some kids, maybe. You got friends. Somebody needs to know about them, because we're going to read about three ladies here in a minute. And by reading about them, and they were in the Bible, we're actually going to be honoring them by that. Bet you can't guess. All of them. I had somebody try this morning, and they didn't make it. But honor them today. I'm going to honor my mom. I'm going to share a little bit with you after a while. But I want to give my mom honor. Because I'm going to tell you, she was one special lady. Y'all know a lot of the testimony that I have in my life. But to carry herself the way she carried herself, even before she had Jesus, I believe there was something going on in her heart then. We're going to talk about a lady right now in Exodus 2 and 1. It says, And the man of the house of Levi went and took as a wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that it was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. I'm going to stop there and kind of lay it out for a little bit. We're actually talking about a fellow by the name of Moses. And the Hebrews, well, let's just say they were growing. They was having some babies. And things was looking good for them. And Pharaoh, he's like, yeah, I don't know. These people might get too powerful for us. So here's what you... you uh, uh, I was going to say bridesmaids, but it's a handmaiden. What are they? 
Midwives, yes. Bridesmaids. He told them that if boys are born, kill them. If the girls are born, let them live. Because we don't want these people getting too powerful. And so that leads you into the story of why she hid him for three months. Because see, these ladies, what they were doing is they had done started sneaking around and not using those midwives when it was time to have a baby so that the Egyptians wouldn't know anything about it. So they were sneaking around taking care of business themselves because they wanted to save their babies. Oh, Lord, could we not use some of that today? Save our babies. Save those babies. Bobby, y'all got a baby coming, son. Have you, has, it, has it sunk in yet? Okay. It's going to sink a lot more here in a little bit, about four or five months. But they are a gift from God, our children are. Let's treat them as such. And in treating them as such, yeah, sometimes you got to get the switch out. Sometimes you, you give the praise. It is a whole smorgasbord of stuff that has to go to raise young'uns. I got two of them, and I can tell you what, you don't use the same tactics for, the same, for any two of them. Well, stuff that works on Ryan don't work on Megan and vice versa. They are individuals, and so they are a gift, and to raise them up is to teach them right and wrong. We're going to teach them about honoring mom today. When they get here. No, we're going to do it. Uh, our, we're doing our Mother's Day tomorrow. That's when we're going to go out and eat. Let all y'all go out and sit in the restaurants for four or five hours trying to get a sandwich. We're going to go tomorrow. Beat the crowd. But she hid him for three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of, of bulrushes for him, doubted it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid him in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside, and when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister, okay, remember she was kind of watching off at a distance. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, because she figured out that, well, she's going to take care of him. Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. And then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. Now that's a story for this day and age. Folks, I'm going to talk about something right now. Please don't take it wrong. We're killing babies. Like they're nothing. Because we don't have responsibility. Because we don't take honor. And I'm not knocking because I'm going to tell you right now. You may be sitting here today at some point in your life. 
You may have done that. I want to let you know Jesus can help you through it. You need to know that first and foremost. Because yesterday is gone, you can't undo it. All you can do is ask for forgiveness. Truly repent, and God can get you through that. I've known people that have stuff that just stays on them for years. You know, that brain is a thing that just messes with you. And they just can't seem to get shun of it. I want you to know today, if you've got something like that sitting on your heart, come to Christ. You may have come to him for salvation, and that's good. You can't undo that, what happened. But I'm telling you what, he can ch those chains can be broken from that stuff that will hold you down and bind you. I want you to know that. You need to know that. And you've got to let him fix that. You've got to let him help you through those. But the reason that I wanted to talk about this mother, this mother's love for this child was so great that she took all these chances to be able to keep him. But God, because she honored that, because she honored that life, because she honored, and she was in love with this baby. How in the world can you not be in love with babies? These people that beat up on babies and do all these cruel things, I just, it, 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 it just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I understand that the devil is, is a, he, he comes on people, but if we would just let Christ come into our lives, some of this stuff that motivates people for all these bad things can be taken care of. And we start seeing things the way God sees them. And we see children as precious little gifts. Yeah, we got some babies in here this morning. Ariel's back there. Hey. Got her, hey, she just stuck her foot up when I did that. That's pretty cool. She said, hey, how you doing, preacher? But these babies are precious. And as mothers, moms, you got a responsibility to train your children up in the way that they should go. You need to have them in church. You need to be teaching them about the Bible. You need to be taking them. You need to be correcting them when they need to be corrected. That's a part of what a mom does. Let me tell you something. Since I'm not going to be here Father's Day, we dudes are totally different than y'all. God made us different, but I can tell you whenever we come together the way he wants, we fit just like that. So children, we don't, we don't parent like mom does. Mom, dads don't parent like you do, but we compliment one another. Some of the worst fights in the world have come over about raising children. Just read the book. The book's got all the answers. We've got to do the book. We've got to follow what the book gives us. And he tells us about that. Yes, there's going to be some time. We're going to have to get a little tough with them. How many of you all know... And you don't have to raise your hands. If you didn't have this in your life, then you raise your hand. Y'all understand what I just said? Did that make sense? Don't raise your hand if this applies to you. If this doesn't apply to you, raise your hand. When you were like 13, 14, 15 years old, 16, 20, how stupid was mom and dad? Did any of y'all have that in your life? If you didn't, raise your hand. Youngins, we've been there, we've done that. And we ain't trying to hurt you, we're trying to help you. We're trying to get you to the place that you don't have to deal with some of the junk that we dealt with. 
but you're probably going to be like I was and like we was and be just a smidge on the rebellious side. And that's a part of just how we walk in this life. Sometimes we get a little rebellious with God. God brings us back into line. Sometimes we know better than he knows. Sometimes we know better than mom and dad knows. Sometimes we have that because it's like, well, it's different now than it was then. I don't know about that. TVs are different. Cars are different. You know, we just talked about the good old days. They're different good old days, but the same old problems are going on inside the human heart's been going on since Adam and Eve was here. So we got to have Jesus. We got to have the Lord to help us. And he gives us moms. And our moms helped to take care of us. Her love for this baby was to make sure he was okay. Sent the little girl along so she could watch his sister. But see how God worked it out? He worked it out so she could actually nurse her baby and raise him up. Still be there a part of his life. You know, adoption is not a bad thing. It's not. If you're going to have a baby, you, you need to try to raise it. But there's so many people out here that can't have babies and they'd love to have them. They would love to have those babies and give them a good home. And I pray that we will use this to talk about it. I pray this message this morning maybe will help you with somebody you know in your life. Like I said, if they've walked down that road, the Lord can get them through it. But she loved this child so much. And God had a plan. Because through Moses, the Hebrew children, they come out of slavery. Through Moses, they don't want to listen to him all the time, but through Moses, by him listening to God, he wanted to know about this God that these people were worshiping. He wanted to go find him, and he found him in a burning bush. And he got his marching orders. And the orders was, you go tell Pharaoh to set my, let my people go. He goes into town. He has to deal with a whole bunch of junk doing it, not only from Pharaoh, but from the very people that he's trying to help and trying to get them through it. He's dealing with all that, but yet it's through Moses that they were delivered by him following God. He wasn't perfect. He didn't get it always right, but it was through him. And it was all because this mother refused to allow her son to be murdered. Moms, they are special people. I was gone all those years to Northern Virginia, all these times during the week. Sweetie was doing the running. She was doing it all, taking care of our babies. They got a bond I'll never have. I'm not jealous of that because she's a nurturer. Ryan's playing ball yesterday. She's making sure I'm getting his ankles taped up so he don't get hurt. She's praying for him. She ain't praying that he goes out and scores a million points. Jesus, take care of him. Keep him safe. Oh, that's a big boy out there. Don't let him fall on him and hurt him. She don't even know what happened in the game. She was too busy talking to God to take care of our boy, to look out after him. That's what a mother does. I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night, and I hear this woman crying out to God for our children. She's crying out and saying, take care of them. 
They're facing some things. They're dealing with things. There's things I don't even know about. But I know, God, I can trust in you. Our babies are driving now. They're running around and going places now. They're getting their lives going, but their mama is still praying for them. And they both know this. If you're at our house, whenever they roll out, say your prayers. They get reminded of that every single day. Say your prayers. Trust in the Lord. He knows what you're going to face today. Hold on to him. That's what moms do. They look out for their babies. And they don't want nothing to happen to them. And I dare say, you try to take care of something to hurt Megan and Ryan, you're going to find out Sweetie probably ain't as sweet as you think she is. She's going to take care of some business. Because those babies are her world. Moses. We talk about Moses' mom. Now, I got a question because I couldn't find it. Brother Willie, Brother Wayne. Is her name in the Bible? Yoshebel? Well, I knew it was on Yul Brenner's movie, you know, with Ten Commandments, but I didn't know if it was in the Bible. Yoshebel. I remembered that, but I didn't know if it was something they kind of added in or if it was a history or what. But. So we got a name for her, Yoshebel. That's who she was. She took care of Moses. And it led to a change of a nation. It led to a people heading in the right direction. It led to a people going through a lot of stuff. Mainly they were getting closer and closer to their God, just like he wanted. That's what he wanted. Now the next one we're going to talk about is a fellow by the name of Samuel and his mama. What was her name? Hannah. What a beautiful name. Now I want to lay this out real quick. At the, at the end of Joshua, you remember they was doing all this conquering, but at the end of Joshua, they're getting to the place that the people are starting to fall away from God. You get into Judges, and now they're just kind of like we are today in America mostly, is they, they didn't care about God. Didn't matter one thing a bit, they didn't care. That's at the place that they were, and enters in the time of Samuel, Hannah. I'm going to read this real quick, okay? In 1 Samuel 1 and 1. It says, there was a certain man from uh, Ramathiah, a Zophite from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkinah, son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, an Ephraimite. And he had two wives. One was called Hannah and the other Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had none. And after uh, a year after this man went up from his town to worship and, and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty in Shiloh, where Hophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. And whenever the day came that Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife Penina and also to her sons and daughters. But to Hannah he gave double portion because he loved her, and the Lord had closed her womb. She couldn't have babies. It's what God said had to happen. You see, he's getting ready to do something. If you're sitting out here today and you've been trying to have a baby, you just keep talking to God. He's in control of that. This ain't the stork. Storks don't do it. If they do, they don't fly till he tells them to. Okay? He's the one that decides. So if you're having problems, just start talking to God about it. Jeannie and Steve, all these years couldn't have a baby. They got a baby. Answered prayer. Answered prayer. Where was I? 
Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. You ever, you ever been around somebody like that? They just bug you to death? That's what she did. She was basically saying, look what I've got and what you don't have. Her husband, Elkanah, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? And once, yeah, here's the thing. You mean a lot to your spouse, but there's something about babies. You know, they just kind of capture their heart. Amen? Any of y'all ever had some, did, did y'all ever have any disagreements over your youngins? Yeah. And I'd say it probably you want to be a little harder than she wanted to be on some things. Because mama knows what it took to get them here. And they've got this special bond. And when somebody starts bugging somebody over whether they have children or not, oh, that's a cold-hearted individual. Isn't, isn't that a cold-hearted person? And that's what was going on here. And he's trying to soothe his wife. And once when they'd finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting in his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. And in, the deep, and in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she, said, she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. And she kept on praying. She kept on praying. You got prayer requests and you might have be been praying for stuff for years. Don't give up. Keep on praying. The devil wants you to stop. The devil don't want God doing anything. He knows that God can. The Bible tells us that with God all things are possible. Hold on to that and hold on to those prayers. Don't you know when you're talking to him, when you get down here and you're going in the name of Jesus and you're sincere and you're crying out to him, I'm telling you now, he's got his ear down there saying, now let me get down here and get with this. Now he might say no for a while. He might be trying to get you through something. You just hang on to him and you keep on praying because the more you pray, the more you seek God, the closer you will get to God and when you get close to God, and when you start thinking like God, and you start feeling like God, and you start having his eyes, and you start having his mind, it's all because of prayer, because you're wanting to spend time with him. That's how you spend time with God. And he will hear. Okay, let's look and see what happened here. She's, she made a deal with him. He'll be yours for all the days of his life. Just give me a son. And as she kept on praying, Eli observed her mouth, and Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. And Eli thought she was drunk. People that ain't never been around the Spirit don't understand the Spirit. People who don't know what the Spirit of God can do, they don't understand it. They get afraid of it. They try to start explaining it away. Go back to what we've been talking about. We're taking a break from that this week, but... 33,000 denominations. We want God to be who we want him to be. But he, he, he's a priest. He don't get it. He thinks the woman's drunk. Now, if he had a little bit of spirit in him, I believe maybe he would have known. 
but him and his boys, they were kind of crooked. Well, no, they was a whole lot crooked. Ain't no kind of to it. They was. And Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard, and Eli thought she was drunk, and said to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying out here of my anguish and grief. And Eli answered, Go in peace, and may God, the God of Israel, grant you what you have asked him. And she said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. And then she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. You see, when you talk to God, you get a new perspective. When you talk to God, you don't always, you know how you, you get like this sometimes? When you talk to God, you know that the creator of the universe is on the case. And if he says so, it will be done. That was the problem. That was the thing with her prayer. She got it. She said, okay, I done put it in his hand. You know how you say, well, we laid at the altar? Well, don't pick it back up. Remember last week, Charlie carried a chair around here after he's done unhooked from it. Some of y'all remember that, I think. Was that last week? Yeah. Don't pick it back up. Talk to God. He's on it. He's on it, and he's going to take care of it. And so she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. Early the next morning they arose and worshipped before the Lord and and went back to their home in Ramah. Elkanah made love to his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and she named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. Now, she could have been having a poor old pitiful pity party because of the other wives got all these babies and just telling her she ain't worth nothing. She could have been doing that, but she said, no, I'm going to go talk to God. And when she went and talked to God about it, and she, she really cried out to him, sometimes, folks, when we're praying, we got to get serious. You know, we're coming up on lunchtime here pretty soon, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you've got an appointment with God today, might want to have a chat with him. You might want to stay an extra minute. Maybe you pray and you feel like, well, he ain't listening. I, I, I don't feel nothing. Or I don't know that he's heard that. I, I'm not receiving anything from the Lord. Well, you just stay at it. You just stay at it. Don't let him alone. I got a job one time driving for UPS. I was working in Rose's department store. I realized there wasn't much of a future there because I didn't make any money. It's all I could do to pay a little bitty truck payment. And you know what I did? I called the man. I said, y'all hiring? He said, well, we might be. I said, well, keep me in mind. Got a couple friends that work there, and I'm laying their names down here just so you know that they can talk for me. I didn't lie to him. That's exactly why I laid their names down. You ever know that? People will throw somebody's name down thinking, okay, that's something good. Sometimes it is, sometimes it ain't. Many anywho. But I got in my mind every single day I either went by the UPS UPS place or I called the man. Any word yet? 
And finally, he said, and this was like in August, and he said, yeah, we're probably going to start something up about October. You don't have to come back every day. And I'm like, I don't want you to forget me. I want the job. And he said, I haven't forgot you. He said my name. He's like, how can I? I said, well, I'll be back in a week or two. Well, I, we're not doing nothing until, you know, probably in October. With two weeks, I went by there, and he said, we're actually going to start a new route, and we're going to do it at the end of September. Are you interested? And I'm like, what do you think I've been knocking on your door for? <laughs> of course I'm interested. And I got the job. It was Christmas help only, but I, I, it was a good learning experience. It was a good learning experience, but the point is, you got to keep talking to God. Amen? you got to keep talking to God. And we know what happened. She talked to God, and this fellow by the name of Samuel come along. Now, he's got two books in the Bible that is, you know, kind of named after him. He was a pretty important fellow, now, wasn't he? He was a prophet of God. They wanted, they wanted, to, have a, they wanted to, to have a king. God said, I don't think you need a king, but okay, well, Samuel was the fellow that they was walking and talking through. He was the one that came and he told them what God said. Whether they liked it or not, he came and told them what God had to say. Not only that, when Saul got to be king, he had to tell Saul a few times, well, this is what God says. Saul didn't like it too much. But it made a change and it gives us, we're talking about it this morning. You see, we just already given, given um, Hannah. She's gotten honor because of the Bible this morning. All these years later. Moses' mom, she's gotten honor after all these years later. King David. Saul went, remember he anointed him. So a lot of things that was happening in Israel, getting them back on path, this was the prophet. And I want to give you one more point before we get done here. Mama said, I'm going to give him to you. Giving him to her, I mean, giving him to God by her, it meant that he went and worked at the temple. Lose all these thoughts that when you get around evil things or when you get around evil people, they're going to rub off on you. No. Those guys were bad dudes in the temple. They were sleeping around with women in some of the rooms over here. They shouldn't have been doing that. But that had nothing to do with what God was doing in Samuel. He was getting him ready for the mission he had for him. All because Mama prayed. She never stopped praying. She kept calling on God. And God will change the world whenever you let him. You just keep on praying. Sweetie and Ryan, they made it here. Hi, y'all. They made it. Thank the Lord. That's an answered prayer. Yes, yes. She was praying. And I'm going to talk about one more mama, and then I'm finishing. Her name was Mary. I'm going to read this real quick. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to God to the, by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Now y'all get that, right? It's, she's a virgin. She's never been with a man. 
The Bible don't lie. Don't listen to these people that tell you otherwise. She had never been with a man. Okay. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Look here. Jesus is Lord. Lift up the name of Jesus. Praise Jesus. Pray all you want, but don't talk about Jesus is what our society says. But, that's who he said he's going to call him. going to call him Jesus. Linda going to call him Jesus. Never knew. Well, God knew, but people didn't realize just how offensive that name would be. We'll call him Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Friends, if you don't know Jesus today and you want to get on to something that is not going to break down and it ain't going to go away and there ain't no end with it, get on board with Jesus. Everything else is a failure. Everything else is going to, it's going to fizzle out. It's not going to be able to get done. Everything else is going to, the world's going to offer you all kinds of stuff. Your flesh is going to want all kinds of stuff. But with Jesus, there will be no end. And keep praying to him. Fill out your prayer requests today. Put them in. We ain't going to be here tonight to pray for them, but we'll look at them. And we'll get to praying on them. Because we believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. But there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Since I do not know a man. What she is saying is I've never been with a fella. I've never been with a fella. How can this be? Check this out. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Y'all understand that God put on the flesh. What do you think about Mary? What a job. I got to protect baby Jesus. I got to tell him that the fires will burn if he touches them. I've got to keep him away from the things that are hurt just like any other baby. I got to take care of God. Can you picture that? I wanted to close out with that because you know to know something? I got born one day. And my mama taught me right from wrong. I saw my mom go through so much. The things that she had to endure, the things that she had to face, all because I was born. But God said, I've got a plan. I've got a plan for this man. I didn't know it. I don't know that Mary knew everything that he was going to have to do. Everything he was going to have to face. But she knew one thing. This is appointed by God. Bobby, 
your son or daughter, buddy, is appointed by God. You and Ashley, I know you're going to do it. But as your friend and as your pastor, we got to keep them close to Jesus. Because there's a world out there that wants to kill them. Wants to destroy them. So I got to thinking about my mom. My mom didn't get saved. You want to know something? God used me to reach my mom. Kind of like Moses. I'm not Moses. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's how God works. He used Jesus to save his mom. And every one of us, he made the way. My mom didn't run people down. I can, you know, some of my fondest memories. And I want you to think right now of your, of your mom, some of your fondest memories. And I don't care what it is. My mom. <laughs> I'd wake up of a morning and I would smell bacon or sausage and I'd smell eggs. Cooking. And if I was a dead head, she'd come in there and yank on my toe. That's what she did. She'd come in and say, I'm going to tell you what she called me. Now, don't y'all laugh. That's my mom we're talking about. And I don't know where this came from. Y'all may know. That must be an old heel term. But she'd come in and she'd grab me by the toe and she'd say, Come on, put serving. You're going to eat. I don't know what that means. That's what she called me. That's what she called me. Breakfast is ready. And my mama, she loved to cook. She made sure we had plenty to eat. We didn't have a lot. Somehow or another, she was able to always have a good meal on the table. When we would get awards, my mom would cry. I never understood that. I'm like, why are you crying for, Mom? It's a happy time. Son, these are, these are tears of joy. As I got older, I got to understand some of the stuff she had to go through because I was born. And she's like, my son's doing something. I'm nothing great. I'm nothing great. I played sports and I got jobs. I mean, I took care of my family. Thus far, we've, I've got my family took care of. But that's a mother's love. Moms, we want to honor you today, and I want you to think about your mom. I want you to share. Maybe at the dinner table today with your grandkids or your kids, share about mom. If mom is still there, tell her thank you about something. Something she's probably done forgot about. Tell her thanks. Thanks for feeding me. Thanks for helping me to grow. That's what we do. Go ahead and sing us.
I'm sure you've helped to raise some and you've helped to teach them right and wrong. And as a member of this church, whenever we dedicate babies, we, we promise that we're going to be their mother and their father, their sister and their brother to help them. We say thank you. Thank you. Don't grow weary. Keep on keeping on. Hang on to Jesus and you have no idea what he's going to do. Moms, could y'all come forward if you're a mama today? Somebody push Miss Margaret up here. You just come right over here. If you need to sit on the edge of the stage here, that'll be quite all right. Moms. There ain't nothing like moms. Can't hardly nobody cook like mom. Moms.
Yeah, sweetie, get on up here. Trying to hide in the back. Image, you have to boast for a little bit. Get on up there, woman. <laughs> yeah, Romana. You're sewing in the youngins, ain't you? Get on up here. Linda, you sewed into your all your nieces and nephews. I mean, my goodness, you sewed into Eddie. Ashley, get on up here. You're going to be one, okay? Moms. Now, Miss Annie, she didn't get up, but thank God Miss Annie's back in church. Praise the Lord. It's been a lot of months. She's back. Now, dads and children, let's stand up and let's give our moms a big old hand and thank them. Hallelujah. We love you, moms. We love you. Every one of you. Every one of you. Now, dads, I want you to do something. And children, we got some roses here. and We're furnishing the roses. Can't say you forgot. Come on up and get a rose and take to your mama or to your wife. 